Welcome to the Mums King Matter podcast, where we explore the multifaceted experiences of women and mothers and why it's vital to truly look after ourselves. As mothers, we are doing one of the most important and challenging jobs, raising the next generation. I'm your host, Lucy. I'm the birth recovery coach, coach for mums, perinatal specialist, personal trainer, yoga teacher, and matrescence coach, working with women to make sense of their motherhood experience. It is my desire to help mums like you step into your power and rise as the change makers that we are. Just because society doesn't acknowledge the value of what mothers do, it doesn't mean we can't value ourselves. In my spare time, I love hanging out with my beautiful daughter, reading and writing poetry, long walks in nature, and a good soul-nourishing dance. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining me. You can probably hear the smile in my voice, but I am so fucking happy to be here. Today I'm talking about boundaries and I'll touch on different things that fall under boundaries and you may not be aware of this term even. I first discovered the word boundaries and, well, in the sort of way I'm going to talk about it today, about four years ago, when I had left my husband, I realized that my boundaries were absolutely awful. I had, it wasn't just with my ex-husband, it was with different people, different things. And it was probably obvious to other people who had done the work on themselves to, yeah, work on strong, healthy boundaries, to be honest. But I was letting different people do different things. And I didn't know my self-worth really at the root of it. I didn't know that I was able to say no. I didn't know, know that I was able to kind of negotiate what would work better for me and have my say. And that goes back into childhood and different cultural and societal things for sure. But that I feel is probably a podcast episode of its own. And today I wanted to talk about boundaries with people that aren't helpful for us and not just not helpful, but actually quite toxic. So we have all, I would imagine, had some exposure to someone toxic, even slightly toxic, but maybe massively so. And it could be that they are just a little bit of an energy drain, or it could be that that they are pretty narcissistic. So I will leave you to kind of analyze that more or look into it more if you wish. But I want to come to the topic of having healthy boundaries as a mum or as a new mum. So my daughter is, at the moment, she's eight, and I am really, really good with my boundaries. I know when to say no to something because I can't handle it or I won't put myself in that scenario or when it's not helpful for her. And I hear stories and reflections from people all the time, whether it is a client and whether it is a friend. And please know that I will not be sharing anything that is confidential. So please don't think you can spot your story unless you've said that I can share it without your name. I don't plan on sharing anything that is really gossipy and just not helpful. But I want to help you realize where you can perhaps say no more often and perhaps protect your energy, your energy and your children's as well. So one of the mottos that I live by is Glennon Doyle's words, be prepared to disappoint everyone but yourself. And in that, I tend to have Matilda and me in a little bubble. So yourself 
in that case for me is me and Matilda. So when people may put certain expectations on us of coming to something or whatever it may be, I have to think, will it work for me? Will it work for Matilda? And then I decide. And I'm very aware that this can sound selfish, that this can sound like, I don't know, uh, potentially controlling, but I would say that's not the case at all. And I have done so much work with coaching and therapy and healing in different ways to know that I need to, I genuinely need to protect myself from things that aren't helpful. Because in this world, we have different things that want our attention, that want our time, that want our energy, that want our love. And because of the patriarchal system that we live within, there isn't necessarily anyone saying, look after you. Above all else, look after you because you are the cup that everyone draws from. So you have to nourish yourself. And there isn't anywhere near as much as there should be endorsement of rest, endorsement of doing things that truly nourish you. And one of the things that nourishes me is saying no. I'll repeat that. One of the things that nourishes me is saying no. Because I know when I need to kind of shut up shop, roll up the drawbridge and cocoon because I'm feeling delicate, whatever reason that may be for, it could be that I'm during my period. It could be that I've been triggered by something and I just need to lay low and read poetry or write poetry or whatever. And contrary to maybe common belief, a bath is not what cuts it for me. Yes, relaxing in a bath may be great. And when you have a bath, when you've got kids and to not hear them screaming in the background or someone needing you or someone fighting can feel like a spa break when you get that bath in peace on your own. But it's not always going to cut it in the way of self-care. It really isn't. And there's a great book. I haven't read it, but it does sound amazing. And I've heard the lady talk about it at an event. And it's called Real Self-Care by a lady called Pooja. I can't remember her surname, but yeah. And I just said to her when I listened to her talk, I said in a message to her directly, I totally relate to what you're saying because that is real self-care. She talks about very similar to what I'm talking about really in that real self-care is when you are able to say to people that you don't want to hang out with for whatever reason, your feelings are valid. You know, because motherhood is such a a big, a big task, a big job, and it's wonderful, of course, but we need to, in my opinion, sort of gauge on any given day where we can give where we cannot, where we need to receive. And it is so, so common, and this used to be me, that we give and give and give and give and give, and we do not receive enough. When I teach yoga classes or when I have one-to-one clients where we do some relaxation, at least for part of the session, it might be during a training session or it might be uh, doing some yoga, I will tend to often say, take this time for you to receive to really, really receive because we have to. And there's a great quote, I'm not sure who said it, but I've got the note on my phone somewhere saying, when we give from a place of resentment, it shows that we aren't receiving enough. So when you're beginning to feel a bit shitty and a bit annoyed and a bit resentful, 
it can be a mark of needing to top your top yourself up to tend to your needs and not just your needs but your desires i'm really passionate about this that we have to do what we desire as well as what we need like we might need to wash our hair but we want to spend ages doing it you know we might need to go for a run but actually we want the whole afternoon to take our time to go for a run, to take ages in the shower, to have a nice nourishing um, snack afterwards or whatever. Because I think for too long, we've gotten by with the bare minimum of needs, but actually we have the right to pursue our desires. I'm going to say that again. We have the right to pursue our desires. And I believe we need to be supported to pursue those desires. So it, it takes it could be a partner stepping up. It could be that you get some paid full childcare. It could be that family or close friends step in to help you. And then we come to sort of the factor of speaking up for your needs and speaking up and asking for help because we can feel guilty. Even if my mum can help with Matilda, I'll often be like, I'll be back as quick as I can. And she's like, take your time. It's fine. So we don't need to feel guilty when people are perfectly willing and able and giving in in their nature um, with no shitty looks because sometimes we can hand children over to someone and I don't want to go into specifics here, but we can get a look that goes, thanks for that. Yeah, thanks. I'm going to love this time. And I'm like, wow, I didn't need that. I'd like some time for me. I need some time for me and I'm not going to cancel. So toodles, enjoy. I hope you turn your mindset from negative to positive for both yours and the child's benefit, to be honest. But I I feel like I've gone off on a tangent, but coming back to a stricter sort of definition of boundaries, let's say, it can just be so helpful to acknowledge what doesn't serve us and what actively really kind of damages us, even in a small way, like pisses us off because it's not helpful to be stressed or hurts our feelings. And it could be the words of someone. It could be the energy of someone. It could be a an environment being, I think I'm an ambivert. I don't know if it, I'm absolutely an introvert, but yeah, I think I'm an ambivert. And I only heard that term a couple of years ago from my friend, Mike. But um, I know that I don't always do well in busy situations, in kind of crowds, but don't get me wrong. I mean, I can go to a pink concert and have an amazing time and be at a busy climbing center where I love to go. But There'll be times, perhaps times of the month or something's been stressful and I just need quiet and I just need not many people around. I don't know if anyone else goes through this, but sometimes I just can't face going to Aldi and I need to go to a shop which is a little bit smaller, a little bit more organized. And that is Waitrose. I sound probably incredibly white middle class um, with that. But anyway, you might feel me on that. So can be so much about getting to know ourselves and what we do and don't like. And that is okay to pursue. You know, some people can say, oh, well, I have to do this and I don't like it. Well, bully for you. You have the ability to stop doing things that you don't like. Like I, ever since sort of the divorce and ever since uh, further difficulties and stresses and trauma in my life, I will not expose myself to certain things. And I know that that's because it doesn't help me. 
I know that I need certain. So let me say what I do need. What I enjoy, let's say, is walking in nature. And I think one of the big sort of elephants in the room here is in-laws, in-laws or even parents, like our own parents. So again, I'm going to be careful not to share anyone's particular story, but I have heard numerous accounts of unhelpful family. So one lady said to me that when she had the baby, her partner's family came over and expected to have food laid on for them. And I just genuinely felt like I had to pick my jaw up off the floor. That shit shouldn't happen in my opinion. And like, it's not my job obviously to wade in and say, hang the fuck on. That's not okay. But it's obviously, and and the fact that this lady was expressing it to me showed that she wasn't comfortable with it. But in my opinion, it is helpful for, say I was the mum in that situation to just not let them in. No, you didn't tell me you're coming. I'm really sorry, but it's me and my baby and my husband right now or my partner. And yeah, if you know that that kind of energy is going to come over and expect stuff from you, it's just totally inappropriate. Uh, and it might be that before you had the baby that that would be fine. But per- perhaps, and I've I've seen similar to this expressed that like, it's not fine. It's just not. It's just the way that they do things and it's it's expected. And it's like, well, things can change at any point. They really can. It's down to us to be an advocate and to advocate for ourselves so that we are less frustrated, less annoyed, less um, pushed down and able to rise and able to be the wonderful, assertive women that we can be. And another thing with, with family, and please know, I think this is quite a sensitive topic because I feel like certain programs, certain films have illustrated that family life can be magical and everyone gets on and everyone helps and everyone's kind, but it's not necessarily the case. And it doesn't mean that everyone's just dicks and destructive and horrible, but you know, family dynamics can be really complex and really tricky. And that can be hard when you've got a baby, you want everything to be great and sweet and, and lovely and harmonious. But say you have gone to your partner's families and they want to look after the baby more than you want to hand the baby over. Of course, you might want the help. You might want the helping hand so that you can shower. But sometimes I've heard stories of the grandparents or whoever it is not handing over the baby when the mum wants them back. And I just think it's super helpful for couples to be aware of the dynamics with the parents or the parents-in-law, whoever's family it is, and really sort of taking ownership. Yeah, actually, yeah, my mum can be a bit controlling or my dad can be whatever, you know, and it might not be the mum or dad. It might be the stepdad. It might be um, an uncle. It could be anyone at all. But I just think, again, it helps to know ourselves and know what we are and aren't okay with. Because I think I sometimes look back on my early motherhood and feel bad that I didn't speak up for myself more. And I have come a long way in being more assertive and standing up for my worth and knowing what I will and won't stand for now. And that's only due to personal experience. So you may not be able to speak up until you've gone through something severe like I have. And maybe I'll talk more about that in another episode. But yeah, so boundaries with with anyone at all. And it could be it could be friends, you know, sometimes there are friends who don't 
necessarily know the demands of motherhood. They might not be a mum or they might be a mum that handled motherhood totally differently and they had all the support and you don't and you're feeling really vulnerable. And they're like, oh, I just need to come over and vent about something. And you're like, okay. And actually that's not what you need at all. Like you just have the ability to say no and no is a complete sentence and you don't need to explain. And if they get pissed off, they get pissed off. But another, oh, I sent it to someone earlier, another quote I love to share from Glennon Doyle is, we are responsible for telling the truth, but we are not responsible for how the world responds or receives that. We are responsible to the telling and the sharing, but we are not responsible for the reaction. Glennon Doyle. So yeah, it can be so helpful to share our truth, but we cannot help how that lands. And that's one of the reasons why I'm sharing my podcast now. I have a lot to share And I have some stuff to share, which is my truth. And no one else can change what is true for me. I realize that some people may not agree, but it is my experience. So please validate yourself. Please look after yourself. And if you wanted a book on boundaries to read, I cannot recommend highly enough a book called Boundary Boss by Terry Cole. And it's so brilliant. So, so brilliant. I heard her on a few podcasts first, knew I wanted her book. And it is amazing. And here is a poem I would love to share with you because poetry means a lot to me. I write poetry, I read it a lot, and I've chosen specific poems for each episode. So I hope you enjoy them. By Ian Thomas. And every day, the world will drag you by the hand, yelling, This is important, and this is important, and this is important. You need to worry about this, and this, and this. And each day it's up to you to yank your hand back, put it on your heart, and say, No, this is what's important. Thank you for listening to the Mums King Matter podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love to hear from you. You can find me at The Birth Recovery Coach on social media or contact me via my website. The link is in the show notes. In the meantime, if you'd like to know more about my coaching offering, hop onto my website and book a free discovery call. Sending you love and peaceful wishes. Until next time, look after you.